Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be for you, wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to It's Not You, It's Your Face. I am JC Rims. I am solo today, as previously mentioned by my co-host Connie, who in the last episode let you know that we were having some scheduling difficulties because, well, I think you all understand how life works. Sometimes you just have things come up and uh, sometimes things don't work out to where you can be in the same place at the same time and get some things accomplished. But we have decided to do uh, kind of a solo act for these two episodes. Uh, Connie had a great message that she passed on to you guys. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Um, it, it's really is something that you should listen to, something that you should uh, take to heart. And to piggyback off of what Connie was talking about, uh, she spoke about judgment and how we look at others and judge others um, sometimes a little too harshly and, you know, judging a book by its cover before actually getting to know it. So to piggyback off of that, uh, we do judge each other in almost every way possible. And I believe what she was alluding to was that we should take a step back and think about the judgments we are placing on others before truly getting to know them. That we need to understand that everyone has a story And if we knew that story, our perceptions of that person would likely change as well as how we approach them. I also believe that if my wonderful co-host were here, she would agree that some judgment is necessary, especially in terms of being a woman. One must judge environments, people within those environments, and the temperature of the room that they are in for their own safety. For example, I don't believe anyone would disagree that a woman must know her surroundings at all times when she is unaccompanied by a friend or family member. When walking down the street in a busy city at night, I believe it to be wise for a woman to judge the appearance of the person walking towards her on the same street. Now, to Connie's point, we want to be careful not to cast too much judgment and assume the absolute worst. But in scenarios such as these, I will believe that judging someone's appearance could and has saved a countless number of lives. According to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, or NSVRC, in their lifetime, one in five women will be raped or attempted rape will occur. As of July 2020, there are 167 million women living in the U.S. So you do the math. At certain times, judging is not only necessary, but it can be life-saving. But where do these judgments come from? What drives them? For that matter, what drives us in this daily battle of life in general? People across the globe and throughout time have had several theories on this very subject. One of the most popular is from a psychologist named Abraham Maslow, who created Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And this is a theory that we have five basic areas of needs that must be fulfilled. In this quest to fulfill them, we will find our motivation for our daily lives. Now, while I find this theory to be very intriguing, I believe that a different factor that we all cannot deny is present in our adult lives and has been with us throughout our childhoods as well plays a larger role than we may realize, and that is the fear factor. 
Fear is one of the greatest motivators we have that seems to be masked by the goals that we have set for ourselves every day. For instance, the majority get up every day to go to work. We know we need money to survive. So whether we want to or not, we find a job and perform the tasks associated with it to the best of our ability to ensure we get a check. Many would say that our motivation is the check that we look to receive every two weeks. But why do we want that check? Well, we all have wants, needs, and dreaded bills that come along with all those wants and needs, right? The fear of not being able to purchase the things that we want, but more importantly, the things that we need, you know, food, water, shelter, clothing, etc., that is what gets us out of the bed. The fear of not being able to provide for ourselves or our families drives us. This is a healthy fear. What do I mean by a healthy fear, though? A healthy fear is one that helps to push us forward in a positive manner or protect us in some way, shape, or form. Like the example I previously mentioned, the fear of losing your job, the fear of not having enough money, the fear of not being able to provide for yourself or your loved ones are all examples of healthy fears. It is good to be fearful in that respect because it drives you to do something positive. It drives you to be productive. It drives you to receive the positive outcome of your work, which is a paycheck. The fear of losing is what drives the top athletes in the world. The professional athletes that we love to watch on TV, the athletes that we cheer, uh, who represent our respective countries in the Olympics, they fear that feeling of failure and disappointment, that they are willing to push their bodies to new limits to be the best they possibly can be to outshine their opponents. Without that fear of losing, there would be no competition. People will want to win but would be okay with losing, which would remove almost all passion from the contest and tearing it almost, or basically rendering it unwatchable. Just another reason why I loathe this everyone gets a trophy notion. If we all get trophies, then there's nothing to fear in competition. So why would I even train or practice because I'm going to win a trophy anyway? How absolutely ridiculous and boring do you think that is? Personally, I think it's horrific, but we can get into that another day. Now, there are certainly more simplistic fears that we are all much more familiar with, such as fear of snakes or wild animals of some sort. Those are fears that simply keep you alive and in good health. We often develop these fears in our childhood when adults tell us the worst case scenarios of interacting with these animals. But speaking of children, I am a strong believer that they should not only have fears of things in the world that could harm them, but also of their parents or guardians. Now, I know some would strongly argue a child should never be afraid of their parent. If they are, then there's some sort of child abuse that has occurred, and that is just simply wrong. Well, I respectfully 100% disagree. I believe a child should have a healthy fear of their parents and or guardians, adults, whoever it may be. Uh, in general, because it can and without question someday will save them from harming themselves or even worse, getting themselves killed. Jay, what are you talking about? That's just asinine. Okay. Picture this. 
A child is playing in their front yard. The parents are sitting back on the porch watching and chatting and enjoying the day. The ball that the kid is playing with gets away from them and rolls into the street. They chase after it. A car driving too fast is coming down the street as the child is running to get their ball. The parents yell, no, stop, stop, stop. Now, let's rewind a little bit. Two days ago, the child is playing inside and sees something on the table that's a little too high for them, and they want to go and get it. They go over to the table and try to grab it, and the parents say, stop, stop, don't do that, stop, stop. The child continues and is pulling the tablecloth with the plates on it towards them. The parent runs over, stops the child from being hurt, but just laughs off the fact that the kid clearly disobeyed them. The kid sees the parent laugh and thinks, oh, it's okay. There was no punishment, no corrective action. The kid thinks it's a game, that the words no and stop basically have no meaning. There's no consequences for disobeying those commands. So, let's get back to present day. The child is running in the street to get their ball. The parents are yelling, stop, stop. There's no fear of the consequences if I don't stop. I see what I want and I'm going to get it. I have nothing to fear is what's running through the kid's mind. The car slams on its brakes, but not fast enough. The child is hit. In the world we live in now, everyone is quick to sue. We're extremely litigious. Sure, you can sue, but what amount of money is going to bring that child back? Had that child had a healthy fear of the parent's voice, they would have stopped. They would know that the tone of the voice and the words that are coming out of the parent's mouth mean something. And unless I want the consequences that come along with disobeying that tone and those words, I better listen and stop. If a parent understands this fear, the fear of losing their child in such a manner, they should understand the importance of placing a healthy fear inside of that child. A healthy fear that also exudes love. So, what do I do with this information, Jay? I'm walking through life, motivating myself to succeed due to the fear of consequences of failure. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, you are. And my message to you is that you should not only accept that, but also embrace it. Far too many of us allow fear to have an adverse effect of what I spoke of earlier. We allow it to hold us down and to hold us back. We fear what will happen, so we choose not to do anything. I want to lose weight, but what if it hurts while I'm working out? I want to join a gym. What if people point and laugh at me because I don't know what I'm doing? Quick side note, for those of you with this thought in your head, please let that go. The gym is one of the safest and most comfortable places you could ever be. The gym is not full of all pretty people with perfect bodies and beautiful skin just waiting on the first out of shape person to walk in so they can point and laugh at them. It's just not the case. You will not, only, you will not be the only out of shape larger person there. You will actually make someone else's day when they see you walk in. They will look and walk over to you and give you a high five and say, I'm glad you showed up so it's not just my big ass that's in here. I'm sorry, that was rude probably. But it's true. If you go in and you are, let's just say, a little bit overweight, 
you are not going to be the only overweight person there. There will be someone else there that you're going to look at and say, man, if they're here working on themselves, then I can be here working on myself. It will make both of you feel better. On top of that, the person that you think is in shape is going to come over and congratulate you and be happy that you're there. They're going to say, you are my motivation to keep on working out because I'm so happy that you are here. So you have to get that notion out of your head that the gym is this dreaded place that only pretty people go to. No one walks into the gym in perfect shape. You go there and you get in shape and you get yourself to where you want to be. And there are plenty of people there that will help you out. The gym is full of motivated people that are there to better themselves, that will give you a helping hand and encourage you in every step you take. People will high five you for coming back and continuing to work the second and the third and the fourth day. People who will share success stories with you and will eventually become almost like family to you. So back to the subject. People say, I want a new job, but what if I choose the other one and I don't like it? I want and need to get out of this relationship. But if I don't find someone right away, eh, what's going to happen to me? Or what if I don't find someone at all? What if I'm lonely for the rest of my life? Stop it. Take that fear and flip it. Everything that you fear has a potential positive outcome. You know, other than playing with bears or tigers, things of that nature. I encourage you today to think about the things that scare you. And allow them to encourage you and push you forward to being an even greater version of yourself than you are today. Pick your head up and say, I know there are aspects of this venture that scare me, but that's exactly why I should go ahead and do it. If it doesn't scare you, then it's probably not really worth it. And if you think I'm just saying this and not taking my own advice, well, one, You need to know that I'm not only speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself as well. I wear a bracelet every day that reads, be scared, then do it anyway. Don't allow fear to hinder your progress. Allow it to propel your progress. This is Jay saying thank you for listening to It's Not You, It's Your Face. Next time you hear my voice, it will be accompanied with my lovely co-host Connie Ortado. And uh, I encourage you to check out our Instagram. It is it's underscore your underscore face. By all means, please comment. Leave us a message. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, Suggest new topics to be discussed for the future. Anything you feel that we could be doing better, please let us know. Last but not least, in one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that some people don't have someone to talk to. People don't have money for therapy or are afraid to see a therapist, but really need to vent and get some things out. I want you to know that I'm here to help you out if you need that person to speak to. I will never use your IG name nor your real name. I will discuss your situation. I will discuss your situation if you're okay with me talking about it, but I will never say your name and will ever know that you I'm talking about. And really, when I say discuss, Connie and I will sit back and try to help you with whatever issue it is that you're dealing with. And if you'd rather just keep it private, that is absolutely okay. Connie or myself can send a message back to you privately and no one will ever know about it. More than happy to help out. Want you to have a peaceful, 
very productive and happy life. And sometimes you just need someone to talk to. Sometimes you just need to get some things out. And I understand that we all don't have that. So if you need that, by all means, find us on Instagram. We'd be more than happy to talk to you. I hope everyone has an absolutely fantastic day or weekend whenever you might be listening to this. Take care. Look to encourage someone else. We have enough hate in this world. Pick someone else up. Never look down on another person unless you're reaching your hand out to pick them up. You guys take care. Look forward to talking to you soon.